0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked on Reds podcast. It is a Monday. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. On today's episode, I want to start a series we're going to look at. If you didn't check out Friday's episode, I gave my prediction for the eventual 26-man roster. We're going to start breaking down each and every player. Look at last season. Look at this coming season and what that player needs to do to help get the Reds into the playoffs. We're going to start with a really hard-hitting question on this one as well that will get us going on this series. Also, I've got a fun new segment that I'm going to start out in the second half of the show. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Look, I know what's going on out in the world. I'm sure you do too. It's in front of us on the news, on television, on social media, everywhere. I get it baseball's pushback this is going to be your source for red stock we're talking about reds baseball and pretty much reds baseball so yeah come here to talk about some good stuff also follow me on twitter at jeff carr with three f's and follow the show at locked on reds and save the locked on reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 Let's get a quick news update, and then we'll jump into today's focus topic. News assemble! Just want to quickly throw this out there. Look, the season has been postponed at least two weeks. That now is being considered almost an impossibility to happen some surmise that it may be until Memorial Day weekend that we get baseball. It could be well in to June before we see any baseball happening. So until then, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. You can usually, I mean, if you think of a pivotal game in reds history, you can probably find a video of that game. If you're really jonesing for some baseball or plenty of baseball movies out there to fill the time. But Hey, We're going to look at this season. Hopefully, we'll get some baseball here soon. So let's just do it. Let's jump right in to today's focus topic. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? So like I said, I want to look at the guys that I think will make this 26-man roster. We're going to take a look at last year and break down why this year they will help the Reds make the playoffs in 2020. We're going to start off this whole series, though, with a hard-hitting question. It's not just going to be, well, here's player A, what they did last year and all this other stuff. No, I'm starting this off the right way. The kind of way that gets you thinking. The question that I have for you is this, and we're going to unpack it over the next couple of episodes. Between these two guys, whose bounce back is most important to the Reds in 2020? Is a bounce back from Joey Votto more important? Or is a bounce back from Trevor Bauer more important? Now I'm looking at the success of the Reds as a whole. I understand that if you look at them individually, it's a much different scenario because one has a contract passed this year and the other doesn't. I'm looking in terms of the team's needs. The team is searching for a playoff berth. The the team is going for the World Series in 2020. Which players bounce back is most important to that? We're going to start off with a man who's been here his entire career. We're going to start off with a man who's gone through two down years and is looking to make some sort of comeback in 2020. I'm talking about our man, Joey Votto. There's still no one in the game. Who I like more. And look, every fantasy draft that I do, I still can't quit him. I know he's going in the mid-rounds. I get that. He's not highly rated. No one's really counting on him to put up a ton of numbers. He's still my favorite player on the Reds. He's my favorite player in the league, Joey Votto. So look, yes, I get it. I'm a little biased. But today's focus topic is me making the case for Joseph Daniel Votto. Look, David Bell has said Joey will bat second whenever he's in the order. Now, he did say it's whenever Shogo and Joey are both in the lineup, but I got to believe if for some reason Nixon Zell is in the lineup and Shogo is not in the lineup, then Nixon Zell will bat lead off, And then whenever Joey is in the lineup, he's going to bat second. I've seen some folks say that, well, maybe they ought to move Joey down in the lineup because he's not who he used to be and give somebody else the second spot in the order. I disagree with this take because here's the deal. When it comes to this bounce back thing, if Joey bounces back, this is the reason why Joey has to bounce back for the Reds to make the playoffs because he has to be that on-base machine at the top of the order. Last year, the first two spots in the order had an on-base percentage of a combined 350. It's like right around 350. So Joey was part of that. He had a down year when it comes to getting on base. And we said it before, the power numbers aren't going to be there. Joey is not going to be expected to be a power hitter. So he has to supplement that with getting on base close to 40% of the time. Now, I'm not going to say he has to be a 400 on base guy, but a 380, 390 on base, that's really what we're looking for here. Take pitches, be selective, force the guy on the mound to increase his pitch total just by facing you. That's something that Joey did even in his prime. He was really able to work the count, get a lot of pitches in, draw some walks, but also take that strike and do something with it. I think now we're looking more at a guy who's just going to make contact. He's going to be able to put the ball at all parts of the field, not necessarily with power like he used to. But with the guys around him, he's going to see those pitches. So he's got to make do with what he gets, and he's got to turn that into him being on base for the guys behind him. Because if there is a black hole in the number two spot, and by black hole, I mean a Joey has an on-base percentage around 350 or less, it's going to be interesting because you're paying him too much money to hit any lower in the order than the top three. If, you, if we see Joey hitting fifth, sixth, or seventh, this year is in jeopardy. I'm saying that right now. He cannot be a lower-in-the-order type hitter. He's got to make his due in the second spot in this lineup. And by doing that, he's got to get on base. I know that there's plenty of people out there that like to make the argument, well, he's not paid to walk. That's the dumbest argument in the books. Because now he definitely is paid to walk. The guys behind him are the guys that are going to rack up the RBI. Gino. Nick Castellanos, Mike Mostakis, those guys are going to be your main run producers in the middle of the order. Joey is no longer in that group, but make no mistake about it, if he continues his decline from the last couple of years, the Reds may not make the playoffs. And I hate to say it that way. I hate to put that kind of a damper on the thought, but I think he's going to bounce back. I think we're going to see... Joey Votto in the 380-390 .390 on-base territory, and he is going to be the quintessential number two hitter that you need because I feel like Shogo's going to have a good year. We're going to talk about him in a couple of episodes, kind of looking at what he could be for the Reds. But Joey's bounce back is monumental for this team to make the playoffs. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you the case for Trevor Bauer. And I want to see your response as well after that. Here in just a moment, though, I want to get into a new segment for today. We're looking at past games, past important games in Reds history. But first, do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale for 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with things, Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know which is which. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to Withings.com. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Plus body composition scale that's w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s dot com backslash m-l-b to get 25 percent off the body plus body composition scale Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil During the 2019 season, six players hit for the cycle. In fact, cycles don't happen that often quite a lot, but there has not been a Cincinnati Red hit for the cycle since I was born. You got to go back to June 2nd of 1989. And this is actually going to be a new segment for me. It's something that I'll do at random times, but today we're going to have a look back at a past game. Just looking back at something in the history of the Reds that was awesome and today we're looking back at the last time a Cincinnati Red hit for the cycle. Talking about June 2nd of 1989 and Eric the Red as he hit for the last Red cycle. A little bit of Fun facts about this real quick before we jump into the game itself. Coming into that game, Eric Davis had been on a bit of a hot streak. He had three straight multi-hit games. In fact, nine games before the June 2nd day, he had a four-hit game. It was just a double and three singles, not, not a cycle game, but four hits nonetheless. He was four for four on June 2nd as well. In that game, the Reds beat the Padres 9-4. to Because of Eric the Red just going crazy, the Reds were actually up 8-1 to after the fourth inning. Absolutely got all over the Padres pitcher, Walt Terrell. I don't know if he's related to our buddy wick over at uh, red reporter but you know maybe i'll ask wick that next time i talk to him but uh yeah walt terrell gave up eight runs in just a few innings pitch the interesting part about that was he entered the june 2nd game with a measly 2.66 era so he was pitching pretty well and really, from that point on, his season kind of took a nosedive in the ERA department Finished with like a four and a half ERA. It was kind of something that intrigued me. And then on the other, when you look at the rest of the game as a whole, the Reds obviously dominated. Tom Browning, he pitched six innings, did give up all four Padres runs. He got the win, after all. And then Rob Dibble and Norm Charlton finished out the game. Rob Dibble pitched two innings with four Ks, gave up a couple of base runners, but then Norm Charlton came in and pitched a perfect ninth with a strikeout back in the day there. One of the fun things that I like to do in this case when you're looking at the game is you go back and you look at the lineup. Because sometimes you get to see some names that either are completely – Unfamiliar to you, and you're just like, that guy was a red. Shout out to my buddy Ken Huber at Obscure X Reds on Twitter. But but, you know, some of these guys that were in this lineup, like, I mean, most of them I know, but there were a couple that I was like, you know, the starting lineup for the Reds that day. Leading off was Chris Sabo. He was playing third base that day. Todd Benzinger was batting second and playing first base. Barry Larkin at shortstop, batting third. Eric the Red from the fourth position in the lineup, playing center field. Paul O'Neill in right field and batting fifth. Rolando Rooms in left field and batting sixth. Jeff Reed at catcher, batting seventh. And batting eighth, Ron Oster, and playing second base, and then your man Tom Browning on the mound and pitching ninth. 29,277 fans packed Riverfront Stadium that night. It was a 735 first pitch. And nice, it's nice that the last Reds cycle came at home, and Eric the Red got on the board quick when it came to that cycle as he had an RBI double in the bottom of the first With his four hits on that day, he had six RBIs. Every single hit had an RBI attached to it, even his single, because he went double, single, home run, triple. He saved the hardest of the cycle for last, but he still got it because Eric Davis was the man. A dude I wish I would have been able to see more of. Obviously, I was a little baby. Whenever he was doing his thing, 1989, most of you no, those of you who were Reds fans and can remember the '89 season, he was a Gold Glover, he was a Silver Slugger, All Star. He actually finished in the top ten in the MVP voting that year as well. But the fact that the last Reds cycle was not in my lifetime—I'd love to see that happen because that was pretty awesome. Especially the fact that a couple of years ago, Christian Yelich did it to the Reds twice. Ugh! Come on, Reds. Let 2020. You know what? Let's make the playoffs, and let's have somebody hit a cycle. You know, Shogo. Let's see Shogo hit for the cycle. That would be awesome. But something I, you know, just a random little segment I want to do here. We're going to be talking Reds a lot here. Not sure exactly when the first Reds game will happen in 2020, but from the Lockdown Reds podcast. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. On tomorrow's show, we're going to dive into the second half of that question that i had we're gonna look at trevor bauer and why his bounce back is important to the 2020 reds until then guys have a great day make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms and follow me on twitter but other than that thanks for listening to the locked on reds podcast my name is jeff carr i'll talk to you all tomorrow Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.